0: Welcome to the Nitty Gritty, another very, very fun episode with a very educated and s- talented, stylish, stylish young man, sneaker, how old is he? Sneaker we did ask him. So Jerry Chittister, the doctor, Dr. Doctor, Jerry. Dr. Chitty. Dr. Chitty. You may know him from TikTok or Instagram, Yep. the premier plastic surgeon in Utah, and just an awesome, such a stud, fun, nice
1: guy. Showed us see the Jordan hoodie he was wearing.
0: Oh yeah, the Mocha one. He smelled good. Like he just—that's <laughs> what a surgeon should be like. Yeah, just like Mister Chitty here. But such a blast! Eighteen months in business, three year waiting list. It's crazy. CEO. His wife's the CEO of his company. Yep. Great story. Grew up in Saudi Arabia. This, just
1: this one's fun. It's so Whoa. cool, and it's it's funny because he's super successful, but I still feel like we're just. At the beginning of it i don't think he has realized
0: you can tell that he still struggles with the waiting list he feels bad about that yeah but time with his family is important but i don't think he realizes like what's coming for him
1: i think that, yeah that's what i'm saying like He's I, think a big deal. I think there's i think there's going to be a lot of other business that comes right outside of this. innovative thinker
0: yeah like inventing things and if you are a female listening to this, or a male, right? Like, and you've ever thought of plastic surgery, I think you'll really like this because... You
1: better call now because you have about three years to pick yeah, up your like, mind.
0: Get your name in there. But we really talk about kind of the stigma of plastic surgery, what people go through when they go through plastic surgery. A lot of... Like the functional things use that of the it. Fun- the functional use of plastic like surgery.
1: What, like restorative, you would always talk so about. There's so much
0: more than just like cosmetic and confidence Yeah, that... Goes into this, and it's really fascinating stuff to learn. Like yeah. the post part, the postpartum thing. Mm-hmm. There's not a, it's not postpartum, but it's like that. Like he says that people get their plastic surgery, and while they're recovering, they kind of get depressed because yeah. they kind of maybe expected it to be a little quicker. Just a lot of really cool stuff that you've is never a fun really episode. So I think everyone's really going to love it, and this he's special.
1: Yeah, he's awesome. So, so. enjoy it. Check him out enjoy the episode all right welcome back with another episode of nitty-gritty with the world famous dr chitty jerry Chittister. what's going on man
2: what's up you guys how are you i'm amazing thanks for having me down here it's a little bit different country for me down utah county but it's all good for us too Thanks for, thanks for saw. coming down to our neck of the woods. Oh, I'm moving down here eventually, so well, I'm you're, trying to assimilate. You'll like Highland. That's
0: where I live. <laughs> At least there's a little more space up there.
2: Yeah, we'll be. I'll be your neighbor pretty
0: much. Yeah, no, you really will be. You're yeah. only like five or six blocks away from that's me. That's awesome. It is awesome.
2: If I start to exercise, I'll maybe walk to your house sometime. <laughs> <laughs> Probably just drive, to be honest.
0: <laughs> oh you know, well, well, man, I'm excited for this. A... You can come down. I'm not going up.
1: <laughs> not doing it. I'm fascinated by what you do, and so there's going to be so many What does questions. he do,
0: Andrew? We need to say, because a doctor is like this all-encompassing thing, but he, he's a little bit cooler than just a doctor. So what does he do, Cam? He makes the world a better place.
2: <laughs> You've
0: probably heard that a lot, huh?
2: I've heard that from a lot of spouses. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, this is the best investment we've ever made. <laughs>
1: I wonder if I people can't have thank figured you it out by now. <laughs> so plastic surgery. Yep. There it is. All so. Right, love it. Before I jump into that, I just learned something before we were chatting that I had no idea. Where you where did you grow up?
2: I actually grew up outside of this country. I grew up in Saudi Arabia. Super weird. Love Is that it. where
1: your parents are from? Like is no. that where your family's from?
2: No. So my dad's from Utah originally. Okay and my mom's from thailand so i'm half thai half white dude okay my you know my dad's red hair blue eyes freckles my mom dark yeah so we is he really
0: yeah you're talking like the whitest of the white yeah i mean (laughs) right yeah yeah like straight
2: english yeah yeah i mean Chichester comes from chichester england you know wow it's a yachting town i've never been there (laughs) And then people look at me like, you're not British. <laughs> so, yeah. So, my dad's from here. My mom's from Thailand. They met in Chicago. My dad went to dental school. My dad's a dentist. Okay. About to retire. Uh, went to Northwestern when they had a dental school. They met at church, actually.
1: Oh, very cool. So,
2: my mom, you know, was baptized in the Church East Christ of Christ Latter day Saints when she was in Thailand. My dad happened to serve a mission there when he was younger. They never met, but then they met at church in Chicago. So they, you know, white guy speaks Thai. This is awesome. So they, you know, they hit it off. So yeah, I was born in Chicago. Uh, My dad finished dental school. We went to, came back to Utah. He opened up a practice here. So then I had my, I had three younger sisters. And then we ended up going to Saudi Arabia. My dad took a job over there with a royal family. He was like, get out of this place. You know, it was bad times, you know, for well, business. How does
1: that happen? How does like a dentist in Utah <laughs> Dude, get a job with the royal family in Saudi Arabia? Yeah. That is-
2: he, had a, he had a friend who was from Utah that was over there. Strange, but. Okay. Yeah. So we went over there and I was there for almost six years. My dad was there for seven years. It's like, what was and, he, and, um,
1: Being a dentist over there?
2: Yeah. For the royal family. So like during the, the Gulf War, I was there during Desert Storm and all that. Um, wow. Like the Emir of Kuwait, they all fled from Kuwait right. City and all that stuff. So they came down to where we lived. So we lived in a place called Al Hada. It was like, Five 6,000 feet elevation, kind of like here. So it was desert, but it was green. So a lot of the royal family from all over the country would go there for like vacation and stuff. So when they fled from Kuwait, they came there because it was nice. There's palaces everywhere, you know? Right. I couldn't go in them. But yeah, so my dad worked on all these like royal family members, super cool. I mean, I was young. I went to international school. But that's where I just early on kind of realized like I wanted to do something medical because I literally lived on a hospital compound, you know? right it was just like everywhere it was all around yeah it's like i just like literally walk and there's a hospital or you know all my friends dads are doctors and i'm like this is my life yeah you know
1: wow so you're there for a while and then came back to utah
2: yeah and then it got to the point you know so it's very oppressed there especially for women you know women's rights is not a thing maybe it's changing nowadays but um i had three younger sisters you know they're getting older and it gets strict so we came back here to, to utah and um so yeah, I lived in South Jordan for a while and that's where I met my wife. She's from South Jordan. Then yeah, that's kind of where I then I finished high school, went to U undergrad, stayed at the University of Utah for med school and then went out to Loma Linda in California for six years, loved it out there, Southern okay. Southern California for plastic surgery training. And then I did, I actually did an orthopedic hand and upper Hold on, so you religion. met
1: your wife when you are in junior high?
2: Uh, high school. Oh, actually, cool. I did not meet her in junior high but she was dating one of my friends. <laughs> I tease her about this. She's going to hear this. Um, But no, that's when I first met her because I knew she dated my friend. Okay. And then, yeah, we met my junior year of high school pretty much. And then we've dated pretty much ever since then. We we have this debate, though. Like, are we high school sweethearts or not? Because, like, we didn't date senior year. Like, she dated a bunch of dudes. I dated some girls. (laughs) And then we got back after high school. And then we... You know, I got when a mission came home. I went to Thailand, actually. So my mission to Thailand as well. Oh,
1: really? Wow. Yeah. Really?
2: My dad and myself. Yeah. So I speak Thai, read, write Thai and all that. Um, but when I got home, you know, she happened to still be around. It worked out. And we've been inseparable ever since. But yeah, we've known each other since high school. I think high school sweethearts is okay to say. Yeah. That's right? what everybody says. I'm going to say junior high. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, it's even yeah. cooler. It's like the mic cells.
1: It's like Gentry and <laughs> yeah. Betsy. 13. They just knew. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's crazy, that's so crazy to me.
1: So then you went to California, so six mm-hmm. years, That was. is that all like training to become a plastic surgeon? Yeah, so med school was
2: four years up at the U, and then six years it's called, it's integrated plastic surgery training. So I had general surgery training built into my plastic surgery training, so about a year and a half. Um but yeah it's all plastic surgery.
1: When did you know that that's what you wanted to do? That was my next question. Like oh, man. you're in
0: med school. Did you know this before med school no. or during? No.
2: When
1: I always pictured
2: myself being a heart surgeon, like a cardiothoracic uh-huh. surgeon even in high school my Mindy she'd be like, "Oh yeah, I knew you wanted to be a heart surgeon." But I got into med school and I started looking into it. I'm like, "Oh man, like this is not what I thought, you know. I thought it was like ER or like, you know, yeah. great anatomy. Yeah. yeah. You know, Dr. The guy's always (laughs)
0: hooking up with chicks in the closet. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Well, that wasn't my ambition, but um, (laughs) but I'm sure that happened for those guys. (laughs) But (laughs) some dramatization there for for them. But yeah, so I realized like their lifestyle is not what I wanted. And so I remember I came home one day, I looked at my wife, Mindy, and I'm like, I don't know what I want to do. Like, I can't do this.
1: What about the lifestyle you didn't? That's
2: Yeah, is it just Um, on call all the time? Everything's emergency. Okay, all the time. You know, it's like rushing to the OR. You know, you're doing emergency surgery on these patients, and the mortality rates are high. You know, and just the lifestyle, like they're never home. Yeah, and I'm like, I want a family. You know, I didn't have kids at the time, but yeah, I just didn't picture that. And so I kind of stepped back because for me, plastic surgery at the time was what I knew from Grey's Anatomy, Dr. McSteamy, you know, I'm like, well, he does like, you know, breast augmentation and rhinoplasties and stuff, but I didn't want to do that. I feel like that to me is just so like mundane, you know, it's the same thing over and over. That's what I thought. But then as I learned about plastic surgery, so I went to this career fair, this is like halfway through med school. I'm like freaking out. Like, what am I going to do? You know, so I thought maybe cardiology and I go to that, I'm like, this is no, like, no thank you. You know, I'm not gonna write prescriptions all day for heart medication. So right. I go to this f- career fair, right? It's like, I'm going to every table, like which is the true profession for me, you know? So I go to the hospitalist, I go to the anesthesiologist, I go to all, I'm like, these, I just can't, it's not me. I get bored easily, I'm like, you know. So I go to the plastic surgery table and I get my attention drawn because the doctor, she's like, you know, everyone thinks plastic surgery is about breast augmentation or rhinoplasty, so it's like, oh. That's what I thought. She's like, but that's not true. I'm like, oh, tell me more, you know? So she's like, we know, we do cancer reconstruction. We do hand surgery. We do cleft lip, cleft palate, you know, reconstruction. We work with cardiothoracic surgeons, neurosurgeons. And I was like, whoa, I had no idea. So I'm like, I want to check this out. So I kind of switched halfway through med school, a two-week elective into plastics up at the University of Utah. Loved it. Wow. I remember I came home that day. I told my wife, I'm like, that's what I want to do. Like. Interesting. There's, yeah, I remember one day, you know, we had a day where these guys all had skin cancer on their scalp. Right. And I remember there was three guys all in the same location on the top of their head, melanoma, the, the skin doctor, cancer doctor cuts out the cancer, huge hole on yeah, the top yeah. of their head. Uh-huh. And every case we did totally differently. I'm like, that's the same thing. We did three totally different surgeries. She's like, Oh yeah. She's like, you get 10 other surgeons. We do it 10 other ways. I'm like, this is what I want to do because you can do the same surgery a thousand times and never do the same way. You know?
1: So what does that mean? Like, the ignorant different question, skin, different, yeah, like like, like what? the ignorant yep. question is, is like you, yeah,
2: what made? No, it's a different? great question. Yeah, that was my question too. And she's like, well, you think about it, like skin quality is different. Right. You know, people have different scars, certain areas. Their hairlines are different. And I'm just like, whoa. You know, all of a sudden I realized plastic surgery is not about. You know, just cosmetic, cosmetic surgery is such a small facet of what we do. It's all about principles of surgery. You know, it's like tissue handling, healing properties, all these things, you know, we deal with wounds and things. And so I realized like, this is a specialty where you get all the tools in your tool belt and then you can construct or do reconstruct anything. You know, it's such a innovative field, you know, like you think first kidney transplant, plastic surgeon back East, you know, Dr. Murray, you look at face transplant, hand transplant, all these surgeries, you know, are all from plastic surgeons, you know, kind of push, pushing the envelope. Yeah.
0: So what McSteamy did. Like whenever they had a tough, like <laughs> yeah, he did little
2: girl had like yep. a
0: cut on her face. Like he went in. So, yeah. you know, she wouldn't yeah. scar and cause yeah, that's, that's a big deal. And there is kind of a life saving element to that. Cause you know, and carry that if somebody does a, a bad job, yeah, you could carry a big nasty scar on your face for the rest of your life. Well, and how cool that you could,
2: yeah. Fix that. I did. So I did hand surgery at US, um, USC in Los Angeles for a year. So I went and did orthopedic hand with them because I did hand training as part of our plastics, but I did more kind of bony stuff. But, you know, one thing in hand surgery that's cool, it really is like life and limb saving because, you know, people come in with like flesh eating bacteria on their extremity, you know. I saw that all the time there, even here when I took a lot of call at Intermountain. So. A lot of that is, you know, you are saving people's lives, which you know we think plasters like, yeah, right, like you're not, safe. you know, there's no like emergency breast augmentation surgery, but <laughs> there is, you know, one sa- popped, yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: get in here stat,
2: yeah. So that's cool. I think it's it's definitely a field where you know, against old, young, you know, age, whatever, gender, whatever. Right, we do all the transgender um, surgery, you know, all that stuff. So really cool specialty. Love my job.
1: Interesting. So when you're in california for those six years is it just trying all different types before you kind of found either one what you're good at or two what you enjoy doing
2: yeah exactly so training is built so you have all aspects of plastic surgery so whether it's hand surgery again a lot of craniofacial so like cleft lip cleft palate repair you know even facial trauma we do all the bony fractures jaw surgery Like I said, um, so a lot of, you know, plastic surgeons, like one of our textbooks says, plastic surgery is like, we're the surgeon's surgeon. So like if a cardiothoracic surgeon has an open chest wound, you know, the heart's exposed, we come in and put a flap to cover that. Neurosurgeon has the brain exposed, you know, skulls out, put a flap over it. So we we work with a lot of different specialties, vascular surgeons, general surgeons, you know. And so we had to do all of that. Um, And then, yeah, you kind of pick, you know, we do cosmetic aesthetic surgery as well. But really, if you think of, So I do mainly aesthetic surgery now. There's so many patients here in Utah that are looking for aesthetic, you know, more like the, you know, the term mommy makeover, but it's more like reconstructing the body for a woman after having had kids and stuff. Um, There's so much of that here because of our demographic that that's kind of overtaken, the other stuff that I do But I really think It's reconstructive You know And so doing Cosmetic and aesthetic stuff Really is based off Of reconstruction Principles So like those tools That we learn For reconstruction We use for Aesthetic surgery
0: Well no two Are probably ever The same right mm-hmm. Yep Exactly That's gotta keep, Cause that's the thing Like keep it fresh Cause you do You see so many doctors Where it just seems Like it's groundhog day For them. Mm-hmm. Like I'd be miserable Like I'm sure The money's good But they seem grumpy Yeah but, Yeah <laughs> Yeah <laughs> Well it just seems like you know, I I always fear that, like if I'm getting knee surgery and it's just some orthopedic that's like, yeah. oh, this is my six millionth knee of the year. Like, I'll just get this done real quick. And it's <laughs> yeah. like, no, I want somebody to care, damn it.
1: Yeah. yeah. Like, but yeah, that'd be hard. So like inside of the training, did you have to start to specialize inside of plastics?
2: Yeah, exactly. Because there's so much, you know, it's like, what are you going to do? And so I I went down the path originally of doing hand and upper extremity. Loved it. Yeah. Intricacy of the hand, all the bones, tendons, nerves. I love that. So I still, I I do that once in a while here. I just don't do as much, but that was kind of my path. And then, you know, it's interesting. We weren't planning on coming back to Utah. Um, I had several job offers in Los Angeles, back in Loma Linda, where I trained and we loved California, you know, our kids grew up there, you know, and we were actually in the process of foster adopting our youngest, so our little boy McKay, he's four and a half. Now we um, had tried for several years during training to, to get pregnant after our first two. And we had had a hard time at first with them, but you know, during six years of plastic surgery, I, I, we couldn't get pregnant. We tried all the stuff, saw the doctors, did all the tests, medications, whatever. And so we're finally like, you know what, like, I think our life path is a little bit different here. And so that's one thing we learned is like, you know, it's not really up to us, you know, how things, we have a plan and then it always works out for the better, but not what we planned, you know. Um, but we ended up going the route of foster adoption and we, wow. we found him. He's actually from Tooele, Utah. So we wow. brought him to California. Really? We are Pasadena, yeah. And so we did this interstate thing and we ended up adopting him, foster adopting him in California. And so we were gonna stay out there. And Was then, that
1: hard to do across state lines?
2: Yeah, yeah. And then we had to fly back and forth and go to court. You know, I remember one, one time I flew back here for court because we thought something's gonna happen i get to court you know i had left work we're in court for 90 seconds judge this down oh we don't have this adjourn we'll see you in four weeks we're like what I'll just flew out here for that you know nothing happened Ugh. it's a lot of heartbreak so you know people have been through foster adoption stuff it's not easy definitely it's so sad that it, it's so hard i know it's really hard like how many i wonder how many people that like pushes away i think a everywhere. lot honestly oh that's it's discouraging yeah i that but that's why I had to come back here because, you know, a lot of family things that just kind of led us back to Utah. And we're we're glad we're here. But that kind of changed my focus from mainly just hand to more the aesthetic route. Because I'd always kind of thought if I came back to Utah, I'd probably do more elective stuff. You know, I didn't I'll really see That, that
0: surprises me. Southern California. Yeah. Yeah. You come back here right? for yeah. the... Cosmetic stuff, you know what I mean? Like, that's really well,
2: interesting. Well, interestingly enough, when I started training, so the, in California, this has been 2011, uh-huh. um, Utah was the highest per capita in the country for plastic surgeons. In the country. What? Yes. For the
0: amount of plastic surgeons? Mm-hmm. Really? The population,
2: yes. And now I think we're like number five or number six. We've always been, even back in the 80s, we were in the top three. It was like New York, LA, slash Beverly Hills, and Salt Lake City. <laughs>
0: oh my god yes really yeah can you pick out like work almost on anybody like you know they've had work done or not
2: yeah it's one of those things like i think if i focused on it like i put on my plastic surgery glasses i could you know i I try not to i feel like i'm always working so i try to turn that off right but if i if i wanted to i mean probably (laughs) but i try not to look at people that way because i feel like uh, i'm just working again random chicks boobs like (laughs) Yeah, that'd be um, a little comfortable. Uh,
0: eyes up here. I'm like, um, who was your
2: doctor? It's gonna be twenty four ninety nine. <laughs> what are you looking at? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I try to. Although I, you know, I've had several funny like encounters, like you know, even at church, and people come up to me and be like, "Hey, can you look at this?" And I'm like, mm, probably shouldn't do that here, you know. But speaking <laughs> in the men's
1: bathroom or the girls' bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> so where did the entrepreneurship come from? Because is is that for? Yeah. is that common? I feel like most. Doctors end up just working, you know, at a larger clinic or hospitals, yeah. right? And they don't go out and do their own thing.
2: Yeah. I think in plastic surgery, it may be a little bit different. Okay. And maybe a dermatology too, but there is an element where you could go that more entrepreneurial path. For me, my mom, so she owns a, a restaurant in Sandy. It's simply time. My in-laws, they own a gift shop, Randy and Company, Market, medicine market up in Holiday. So I've always been surrounded by entrepreneurial, like business, you know, family business type stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I think seeing my mom's drive was always like something that drove me, you know? And I and I told myself, like, I'm gonna do something. Like, I'm kind of the person, like, I gotta just go all out, you know? I don't go halfway. Yep. And so I'm like, I'm gonna do my own practice. Um I'm just going to go all out, you know, and, and then it's, it's kind of being a plastic surgeon and doing what I love has enabled me to have time to do other things in an entrepreneurial spirit, you know, to kind of advance that. And it, it's all, it's been amazing. You know, the opportunities that have come up from doing this, I really feel like it's given me more chance to help other people and, I can't announce it yet, but we have some really cool plans in you plastic announce surgery. You it can now. It's okay. <laughs> we <laughs> love
1: exclusives. It's totally okay.
2: <laughs> well, maybe I'll come back and give you a follow-up. Um, no, I, th- you know, I think for me, and I actually have a, a podcast thing, or no, sorry, it's like a live virtual event on Saturday. I'm going to talk more about it too. Yeah. But... Um, plastic surgery for me again it seems like it's mostly physical right we we're talking about you know physical changes to the body where there's liposuctioning you know <laughs> why are you pointing t- at me <laughs> jerry <laughs> i i wasn't <laughs> don't miss don't take my pointing for mr is liposuction <laughs> xxxl <laughs> <laughs> but you know we think of like the physical side of plastic surgery, but there's really a huge emotional mental component to for this sure. a lot of women that i see again a lot of mothers you know um after surgery it's interesting because they, they kind of look at their body they look in the mirror and it's been something where they've kind of pictured for such a long time and after they have that procedure to kind of restore that body kind of pre-kids it's almost like there's this disconnect sometimes and it's really hard for women you know and they look at them and it's so there's just some huge after surgery yes the that's really yes. interesting i would have thought it was so the common way yeah you no know, it's after and i almost Wow! I almost compare it to like, um, postpartum depression in women, you know, there's just this huge emotional hormonal change after the stress of the pregnancy. And that after that's done, women, you know, can get pretty down. It's a very common thing. And I see that in plastic surgery. And so there's a lot of this stuff that like, I want to better address as a plastic surgeon, which I feel like it's just not well addressed in the community. Like
1: the the, the mental health side of it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think you'd be all stoked,
0: right? You think so? Uh, That's like a badge of honor
1: almost, right? They do. um,
2: You almost see like the surge of, again, the emotions, right? They're like super happy. But then I think a big part of it too is social media, you know, because they see like these immediate before and afters, you know, Mm -hmm. and then like, wait, I want to be there. I want to be healed. Like in that before and after, it's instant. You know, yeah. it looks instant, but really there's just this, there's months. And so I think, you know, as as a plastic surgeon, I try to educate patients as much as possible. I try to, if I'm doing posts, to show like, you know what, they're still swollen here. It's okay. It's part of the healing process, but it takes time. It's not immediate. And so I think there's this feedback where it's like, wait, I'm not there yet. Why am I not there? And and so that, it, you know, kind of question yourself. And
0: that's one thing that women deal with that would be so tough. Mm-hmm. Just kind of that comparison yeah. thing. Like, it's. I don't think a lot of dudes deal with that. Maybe a little bit more now. Yeah, just because, like you said, social media. But social media has had to amplify that. Yeah, issue for women a hundredfold.
2: Yeah, for sure. And yeah, even guys. I, I do a lot of male liposuction and surgery, but they tend to be a lot more reserved, and I don't post that stuff. You know, so it looks like I do mostly women. I do, but for surgery but there are a lot of men too you know and so and i i think the culture around it is changing a lot i think kind of the the stigma around plastic surgery is changing a lot
1: especially here in in utah and stuff kind of more accepting i was going to ask you like what are the most common misconceptions like you posted something on social today that was kind mm-hmm. of funny, but like, I would imagine you have <laughs> I didn't see like a lot of common misconceptions about mm-hmm. what it is you do or who it is you work with.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So I think one of the most common ones, especially for like patients on their patient end is, you know, um, like, especially like a mommy makeover type situation where like, oh, I'm just doing this for the looks. It's not, it's really a lot of women do it to restore basic function. You know, a lot of times women's cores, you know, they're, they're, six pack muscles are totally separated. They can't even sit up from bed a lot of times or their backs, a lot of pain or they have incontinence and stuff. So a tummy tuck, for example, is a huge functional benefit for women. And I, the, one of the biggest questions I get is why doesn't insurance cover it? I wish I knew. I'm not a business person that runs insurance companies. Yeah, right. If it's run by plastic surgeons, it's probably a different story, but it's not. So, <laughs> But really, there's such a huge functional. And that's the coolest thing for me that I've seen as, as I've kind of learned in my practice. You know, like when I first started, I was like, I don't want to do breast augmentation rhinoplasty. But in reality, these surgeries are life-changing, like functionally for women and even and men. And so that's a misconception is really a lot of people gain a quality of life back they didn't have before
0: you know i totally see that yeah but you say a lot of them struggle while they're recovering
2: yeah it's very it's a roller coaster you know oh it's like feeling amazing then down and and i I think for me i want to more help educate people and help them through that you know because it is it it takes time but it's hard it's hard right
0: and we do want such like instant gratification now Mm mm-hmm like you spend the money, you get the surgery, and you're just like, I can't wait to look hot or whatever. But yeah, yeah, it it probably does take a while. And how many times do you get like blown up on social or whatever else by a patient? And it's like you son of a bitch, <laughs> you did this to me.
2: <laughs> I only get those occasionally. No, no, I don't get too many of those. Um, I mean, that'd be hard. Yeah, I think one thing that has, uh, for me, in terms of the business side of it, you know, that's just blown this thing up is just access you know i I don't give medical advice to people over you know instagram a lot of people i think will try and message me and get that and that i get where they're coming from i said look i don't do that i have to see you in person because there's a lot of medical and other things that we cover you know i want to be professional but i'll answer basic general questions for people and so that access they have to a plastic surgeon is pretty rare i think and so and i'm I'm doing all my own DMs. Like I mess you guys on there. I yeah. do all that, you know. And I have a great team. I have great people that help me with like viral content and all that stuff. And what did answer, you make uh, that
1: decision though? Like to really embrace social. And did it come natural, or was it like no, a, just a business decision?
2: No, it was. It was an evolution uh, of kind of like I think my thought of how I was going to grow my practice. So I would say definitely my practice is an Instagram practice. Like it, it literally has blossomed because of social media.
1: Isn't that insane? The Instagram can grow. Oh yeah. Like, you know, simple, someone who started a blog to a plastic Mm -hmm. surgeon, you know what I mean? Like this platform is is. so versatile. It's crazy. It really is. So I
2: started, I I came here uh, three years ago now back to Salt Lake city. And I was with a different group at the time and I didn't even know how to do a story. My wife, so my wife taught me we were in California. She was doing some, uh, Saint makeup stuff. And, she's like, okay, this is how you do a story. I'm like, this is crazy awkward. And I would record myself like five or six times. I'm like, I can't even look at myself. I hate this, you know? (laughs) I'm like, I don't like the way I sound and look. And so it was so awkward for me, you know? And so, and I tell people this, I talked to a lot of plastic surgeons too. I get a message all the time and they're like, how do you do this? And so I, I, what I had to learn was like, you have to find your voice, kind of like you guys with this podcast, like finding the personality of it, you know, finding the people that, you know, make sense to bring on and all that. And I don't know if I make sense to be here, but... it's it's fine okay (laughs) but you know fighting that voice you know right um and that took me some time because i I felt like at first i had i was more reserved i wasn't myself i think until i was my quote-unquote myself and doing like tiktoks that i love to do like i love to dance i grew up i break danced in high school had my crew you know (laughs) i'd go to like the lighthouse on the weekends downtown you know steak dances i loved Dancing, you know, I took dance classes in high school. It was like me and 30 girls. I'm like, this is amazing, right? So, are they your clients now? <laughs> cannot disclose. <laughs> <laughs> I respect like their I privacy. <laughs> um, but yeah, so doing that dance stuff, I'm like, TikTok in my mind was made for me, you know, a lot of people use it as like education. I try to do that too, but I really, right. I just love to, it's like an outlet for me. I love to dance yeah, and just have fun. Well,
0: it's gotta know? be so disarming for customers too. Cause you know, yeah. surgeons are kind of intimidating and a lot of them don't really have, I don't know if you can call what you're doing on Instagram, a bedside manner, <laughs> but, <laughs> but you know, it's like, it's scary. And sometimes like this has yeah. to make people feel so like, I'm pointing with my hand as if people can see me. The 13 people on YouTube can see me, but I'm looking at Jerry's Instagram and it's like, and it's so fun. And it's like, you want to take a little bit of that seriousness and that nervousness out of it. I would imagine that. Yeah. I bet your clients really like that.
2: Yeah. It's definitely like a great filter, right? So people see it. They're like, this guy's a clown, right? I'm going somewhere else. (laughs) But a lot of people say, you know what? Like, yeah, that you like can said it kind of breaks down those barriers and say like okay he's a normal person and he's confident obviously yeah but when I'm in like surgery in that mode I'm very serious you know For like sure. I know when to be serious like I don't TikTok in the OR I don't do anything I don't dance around the patient while they're asleep like that's lame <laughs> you know like I respect the patient enough right so. that's happened with other people I don't dance (laughs) yeah I don't do that stuff (laughs) but so there's a place a time and a place in my mind right and and I do I do show surgeries but you know we have it very much down to kind of like okay nurse you know we have someone who's recording it like I'm not stopping surgery to do it but um, yeah so I think they see that they say, okay, he can be serious, but they come in, they're like, I feel like I know you, I know your wife, my, you know, my wife's my boss, my CEO. And, um, that's what my TikTok earlier today was talking about that. Like she could fire me at any time. (laughs) You know, I gotta, I gotta be nice. And, uh, but they know my staff, they know by name. And so when they come in, they just feel like they're part of a family already, you know? And and then it's not really a decision of like, am I picking this doctor? They've already done that. They they're in the door. They already made that decision. So them, it's more of a timing thing. And so you know, and then that's, that's hugely effective, you know, as well as a business standpoint. It's like every person that comes to that door, you know, the chance of them wanting to actually have surgery stuff is really high. And so we're able to really focus our efforts and, you know, get, you know, through this process yeah. that they have. So it what works is that, pretty
1: well. What's that process like for someone to get to the point of having surgery? Is it like, I have a friend who does a hearing aid business and he's mm-hmm. like, it's typically like... It can well take almost seven years mm. before someone finally breaks down and buys a set of hearing aids. Oh, my gosh. That's crazy. Because wow. They've they like mentally prepare themselves. Wow. And it's got to get bad enough to where they'll actually do yeah. it. I guess
0: that's not that crazy. I think a lot it's of like, people are like that with a lot of
2: things. Like, dent, like cavities. I got cavities right now. Yeah. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Until it starts hurting, you know? Right. My dad's a dentist, too. That's
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, dad. But like, what is that like yeah. in yeah. your world? Do you know? <laughs> Like when someone comes in and they're like, "Hey, I want this surgery, is it like, oh, I've been thinking of having this for like so many years and now I'm ready? Yeah. What I would say is I've noticed a
2: change even the last three years because when I first started this, a lot of the people I would see were researching online and doing this for years, right? But I think with social media, especially Instagram, where they have access all the time to see the process and that's why i try to show it to educate and show the process of surgery it takes away that fear so not only just knowing me as a surgeon but how surgery works how's recovery they see all these patients testimonials that i don't solicit my patients they they do it on their own and then i just repost it but um they see that process so i think it's way quicker they say you know what i'm done having i have people calling the office now because you know unfortunately the wait list is quite long but they're like i'm having one more baby, and then I'm gonna come. I'm planning on breastfeeding. and Then seeing you, they're already planning ahead. So it's not even like they're waiting to be done having kids. They're already planning for it because they see other people doing that. And so I would say I've seen it shift dramatically in the last few years. Just like people even planning ahead, they're not waiting six years anymore, or five years after having kids. They're like, because some people don't even, for example, labiaplasty, right? right. For um, for women, they don't even know that's a surgery that's possible. So when they hear about it, like, oh my gosh, I didn't know it was a problem that I could fix. You know, they have it done, you know, where you'd go 20 years, maybe your whole life, not knowing that could be corrected easily, even while you're awake and, you know, improve sexual function just riding a bicycle, for example, or walking, no more chafing, you know, so stuff like that. I mean, wow. So I think that's been a huge game
1: changer is social media for that. Hmm, interesting. What is your wait list like right now?
2: <laughs> uh, I do not disclose. No, it's Ken. I'll be honest. I don't like to talk about it. It stresses me out. It's like
0: season seats for the Packers. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's about 12 um, and a half years. Yeah. It's a, couple,
2: it's a couple, couple of years out. out. Okay. You know, wow. we, we have a really good kind of system, I think. Um, I just brought on a new um, associate, Dr. Garlic. So we, we think a lot alike. And so he's been kind of helping with that. But it's it's a couple of years. And then it's usually about a year out for surgery. So... Wow. Some people's like three or other people are calling ahead, you know, and, and I don't love, you know, there's people around that. Have how, long, been, how long did it take you to get to that? I mean, I started this practice uh, right before COVID. So 20, it's oh taken about 18 gosh. months. For real? Yeah. Wow. So, so your wait list through. is
0: longer than you've yeah. been in business. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's crazy. How much of that do you, what's the word I'm looking for? Do you attribute to social media?
2: Um, 98%. I was
0: going to say, right?
2: Yeah. Well now, and it's kind of the point where it's, it's kind of referral, but it's like, Oh, friends tagging on Instagram referral or, or talking. And, you know, I'll get messages like, Hey, we're at a girls night. We're all talking about your oh, Facebook group talking. You know, it's like, it just has become this thing that's taken its own, you know, like, the other day, this is, the, this is one of the coolest things. So not only is it patients, but I was at my mom's restaurant with, at, the, at a, another business a dinner meeting. And all of a sudden I hear this Dr. Chitty. And I'm sitting there and I look and there's this young 10-year-old boy standing there and he had like tears in his eyes. I'm like, hey, how's it going? He's like, He's like, can I get a picture with you? I'm a big fan. Oh like, my I love gosh. your He's like, I love your shoes. I'm like, oh yeah. So I give him a hug, you know, and I go talk to his family and they're all nice. He has older brother. I'm talking to them. I'm like, hey, you know, there's like this shoe beat downtown tomorrow. You should go check out. I got some Jays up there, you know? And he was just loved. So I actually saw I went up there and I saw him there the next day. He went and got your some cheap. shoes. No. But even like teenager stuff like, you know, the TikToks and stuff, I love it. You know, it's it's fun to I wouldn't say inspiring, but to like have that type of influence whether it's you know i hope it's just positive i just want to promote positivity out there you know and and show like you don't i don't have like i'm just a human i'm not better than anybody else you know and i
0: mean you are a plastic surgeon though but you so you are a yeah. little bit.
2: no i mean <laughs> yeah i'm sorry i, I think if anything like why did i spend all that time in school hello like <laughs> i could be an entrepreneur like you and start a cool like you know awesome restaurant business be, i don't have and a and be at the masters you know, every list. year geez
0: oh that is kind of cool
2: that's really cool
0: yeah you're right Okay, I feel kind of cool. Yeah. So we're both cooler than other people. So, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> we're
2: better than both. <laughs>
0: I just know that if my daughter came home and said she was marrying a plastic surgeon or a dude that opened a barbecue restaurant, <laughs> yeah, I'd probably be more happy about the plastic surgeon. <laughs>
2: i mean yeah it is it is what it is but yeah i feel like it's a platform you know like you guys you're able to bring people and do this right. like awesome inspiring stories here from people like i feel like i try to use my platform as well to be positive you know i get people messaging me like hey thanks for posting that even if it's like a quote or something you know and
0: just i love this shoe make one, one right th- here just like if you're unhappy with your life remember yeah. this picture yeah you know with the kid wearing the big shoes that has
1: paper clips in the back yeah. like yeah exactly it's a great reminder yeah So what's been like, what's been one of the hardest things in getting things going? Because I mean, talking to you, it sounds like success. You've had incredible success, but part of the fun of this podcast is kind of getting down into the, the the nitty gritty mm, nitty gritty. And so what would you say is something that maybe most people wouldn't know about whether it's plastic surgery or Mm. it's your practice or something like that? It's um,
2: to me, it's all about life balance in the sense that, um, sorry, I'm emotional. I'm a very emotional person, but, um, uh, time, you know, like, I think you can look at it and say you have a successful business, you're booked two years, three years out, people want to see you, whatever, but really like time to me is the most valuable thing. And I would say right now, like for me, it's a constant battle of balancing my time with my family, you know, with my personal relationships, with my friends outside of work, you know, and And with my personal beliefs, my religious system, you know? And so to me, that's the struggle. And that's the hard part of it, I think, is you see, and I try to be as open and possible about this, but there's a lot of stuff like, you know, in the background, I spend 30, 40 hours a week on social media. I'm, you know, I spent 80 hours working as a post surgeon, another 30 to 40 in the background. Where's my family in that? And this is a constant thing my wife and I talk about, and my kids are little, and I think, you know, so I try to make every encounter that I have meaningful because, you don't know
1: how long it's going to last, you know? No. Right. I like that. Wow. What kind of, have you had any, what's the right way to say it? Negative experience because of the church and the culture around here with plastic surgery. Like, have you had to fight any of that? That's a
0: good question. That's a
1: real, yeah. <laughs> nice work. That's a really good question. Yeah.
2: Um, you know, for myself, I am a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and I, you know, I feel like, I and I, I, definitely, you know, believe in that system. or System, I definitely believe in it. It's a system. <laughs> I don't believe in having to. I'm save sorry, the whole I'm down in Utah County. Anymore. I'm sick of that <laughs> Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. It's a long. Gosh, yeah, can we shorten it again? Uh, I can't say LDS, but um, I actually haven't. So that was always my fear coming back here because you know I. I, I was high school and here in undergrad and I, I know this kind of the bubble that the quote unquote bubble that's here. And that was a huge concern for me. You know, how is, is this going to conflict with what I do? And quite honestly, the more I've looked at what I do, I think it's more the perspective I take on it. Cause I don't, I don't get grief from people about it, you know, and, and there's, this is very supportive people. And so like the approach I've taken again is to be more positive and be educating on what it truly is for people and to help break down that stigma of what it is. And, you know, cause there's a huge stigma around it. It's like, oh, this is a vanity thing and all this stuff. And, and sure, some people it is, you know, and, but guess what? That's not for me to judge as a member right. or a non, it's right? Not for anybody to judge. You know, I just want to, yeah, I want to do what's safe for you. And I can tell you, like, is this stripper or porn star boobs? Cause a lot of people say that I want to, I want the porn star look, not the stripper. I'm like, whoa, like, okay, you know what this means, right? <laughs> In terms of implants and stuff. <laughs> so I try to make sure they know what we're doing and getting into, but I, I don't get that from the church or its members. And I think it's because of kind of the, the focus I have on it. I could take it a totally different route and it'd probably be different. But when you say that, like the focus I have on it, what do you mean by that? Um, more so of the, the benefits of it for okay. you know in terms of like i said like you know kind of reconstruction and doing that you know um that's a, that's the majority of my population are kind of the the mommy makeover type things where which women is what had children. Exactly. well like the so,
0: the what was it the plasty? is that mm-hmm. what you called it like i would have never thought yeah it's like okay do we really need to have your vagina look a certain way for you to yeah. be confident but you don't i never realized mm-hmm. like what you said like it hurts to sit on a bike or yep. chafing or like all that that's big like that's a big deal that yep. would suck yeah and if you can fix that like why wouldn't you do that yep. yeah
2: exactly huh. so yeah i think taking that approach you know and looking at it and say look this is very functional for you it's very kind of restorative of life you know and, and like i said there's all um, a spectrum of it in plastic surgery but that's the, my main focus i kind of look at it like we've kind
0: of been blessed with technology so let's use it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if it restores just, even if, even if nothing else, it just, I know, uh, I won't say who it is, <laughs> but a very close friend of mine, his wife got a boob job. Mm-hmm. Is that okay to call it that? Yeah. Okay. Press augmentation. <laughs> I want to sound important. No, but <laughs> it's funny. Like a new person came out mm-hmm. and it was awesome. Like she just had it, like, her head was held a little higher and yeah, it's easy to say like you needed fake boobs to do that, but it's like, who cares? Like, yeah. is that any different
2: than like being more confident after you lose weight? Yeah, or getting braces or yeah, I had my teeth whitened on Sunday. You know, it's like one of those things where like I hate my yellow teeth. You know, and same here. I did. I did know. that, and I had yeah. a. Uh, you look what's, amazing. What's I, I couldn't Align? look at your eyes. I like, you had oh, thank you,
0: Invisalign. Like I had Invisalign yeah. for two years, just a few years ago, and it's like yeah. I always called it my jewel tooth. I had like one. Yeah. And I hated
1: it. It's like,
0: dude, you do barbecue. You're a dude. Who cares? I'm like, well, I care. Yeah. So what? Hear, yeah. And now, like, if somebody's taking a picture, it's it. it yeah, it helps. Yeah. It's a big deal. And for women, I think it's even it's got to be ten times the mm-hmm. the positive reinforcing feeling because mm-hmm. you know they just they look at things differently. They struggle with mm-hmm. the exterior more. And like you said. Having kids would suck. <laughs> yeah. Like, so listen, if you want to, you can do whatever the hell you want. If you, yes, if you, exactly. if you carry a baby and you put that kid in the world, like you deserve yeah. to get whatever you freaking want. Yep. Right. Cause we would all be bitching about, we could oh, yeah. have kids. There's no way totally. dudes would be way too big of pussies to do that. Exactly. Excuse my French. But <laughs> so, so yeah, I think there's, and it does, it really does put a deeper meaning to mm-hmm. what you're doing and, and you seem like that. Yeah. I almost wonder if that's what one, it seems like time's important to like you, like you've said. Mm-hmm. Like, so that probably appealed to you when you were at med school. But dude, just the like, your skills can really, really change somebody's life, yeah, like meaning,
1: meaning, internally, yeah.
0: externally. Yeah. Like, that's got to be really rewarding once they get past that. I'm still fascinated by the whole kind of postpartum. Like, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. But, I mean, once they get there, that's got to be—it's such a rewarding thing. Do you ever like? Are you ever in a restaurant? You're like, I did those.
2: You know, it's (laughs) (laughs) well. Those are mine. Yeah, um, all the time. If I go out, it's I see you know my patients because you know. Do you really? Yeah, I mean, yeah. So I have this personal thing where I won't ever approach them, right? Because obviously, like, I respect their privacy. If they come out to me totally, and, but I won't say anything about surgery unless they bring it up. You know? So something like, like "Oh, I know." It's... You. Yeah, yeah. So like, Thank you. Yeah, well, I've had you that to too. Actually, can I take you to a jazz game? I've had that too. Yeah, not the jazz game yet, but <laughs> <laughs> close. <laughs> but yeah, all the time. I mean, Utah's a small community, so the long I've been is. here, I'm like, oh, you know, go to Costco, see a few people, and it's fine though. You know, it's it's cool because like, like you said, it it definitely does something where it really can change someone's life yeah. for. The benefit, you know, the positive—that's what I love, and I think that's one thing I've learned more and more. And like, it's funny because I kind of come full circle. I didn't want to do all that stuff when I started. I wanted to be a hand surgeon, you know. Actually, I wanted to do cleft lip and palate at first, but I want to do hand surgery, and hand surgeries are rewarding too. You know, people cutting off thumbs, oh, hands, yeah. blowing up their hand, whatever, and helping that—I love that too. Well, the cleft thing um, like that is yeah. always such oh, a yeah. heartbreaking, yeah, thing. But really, even what I do now, I, I love it, you know. And so I, I feel like part of the entrepreneurial side of me and and all of this is just so driven by the opportunity. This is created for me. You know, I wake up in the morning, I'm like so excited all the time. And people are like, how do you have this energy? They're like, I probably like wondering like, man, this guy must be on drugs or something, you know, but it's like, no, I'm literally fueled by like the, the, yeah, the passion I have for my job. I love it. You know,
1: is your, so my industry in finance, like when the younger advisors, as we started coming through the ranks you know, we would start to kind of get looked down on by the old dogs, social media, mm. not as formal. Like, like I'll show up to a client meeting in a t-shirt now, yeah. right? Like, it's not a three-piece suit. I'm yeah. not in this mahogany desk. Scott Paul, Scott Paul. <laughs> yeah. our, la- our last, yeah. the
0: podcast we did right before oh, this nice. one, you know, he looked like, homeless,
1: but this guy <laughs> is like a baller. <laughs> but like, does your industry, was that was that hard at first? Like, did they kind of like look down on you because you were doing TikTok dances? They're like, you're a surgeon. You can't do that kind of stuff.
2: Oh, yeah. That's been a huge thing. I think that's been hard for me is because, you know, coming out of training, you're kind of trained in this mentality. You know, it's kind of like you said, this kind of like fatherly, like we do what you we tell you to you do, you do all that. Yeah. And so, you know, this is how you do it. You got to be by the book. And so when I started doing, that's why I think finding my voice and stuff, I was so intimidated at first because I didn't want to do anything to offend my colleagues, you know? But as I got more into, you know what? Like I have a, you know, a goal and it's to educate people. I'm going to be myself. And, you know, yeah, I'm a professional. I'm a board certified plastic surgeon. I'm like just as qualified as all of them. And this is where it's going, you know? And now you see those people who were just totally... Me down, dogging me on social media, or you know, whatever. i mean, got a lot of that, that. Means you're doing still do, right? By the way, asking yeah. for your help. now. once probably. you get haters, yes. you know, you're doing it. Oh, right. plenty yeah. of haters getting. I get blocked all the time now on Instagram. You know, I'm about banned, I have backup accounts and stuff. And wow, but now, like, I'm getting invited to speak at national media. I just got invited for a national meeting in October to talk That's about super cool. this. And the title, like how,
1: talk, how do you social?
2: Yeah, the, t- the title of my talk is, you know, how social media built my private practice in 18 really? months.
0: yeah. You have a three-year waiting list in eighteen months.
2: <laughs> I mean, really? That's, <laughs> that's
0: crazy, crazy yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. I'm I mean, and, you're, and you're doing eighty hours. Like, it's not like
2: there's a waiting list because he's doing like one surgery a week. No, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I,
0: yeah, I mean, operate he's busting out eighty hours of yeah, surgery four
2: days like, a week usually, three to four days a week. You know, and these are six six thirty a.m. to six p.m. days. You know, and so they're long days. Sometimes How long does the surgery
1: normally last?
2: So, like a am typical mommy makeover. So, I was like a breast augmentation, breast lift, you know, full tummy tuck, some liposuction, labiaplasty, whatever. Those take surgical time about five hours, maybe six. But if I'm operating like 10 hours of surgery in a day. I can do one of those and then maybe a couple of their smaller cases. So it's like two, three some surgeries. gummy bear implants. Mm-hmm. I just learned about those on yep, the website. Gummy, yep, there you go. They're the actual gummy Haribo
0: gummy bears that they melt down. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> the, the Sweet tasting. I had to
2: Google like gummy bear and imp- like what are oh, gummy yeah.
0: bear implants it's kind of fascinating
2: yeah yeah the technology changes too you know which is right. awesome you know there's more safe more durable implants um but yeah so i mean i'm doing as much as i can you know we again we try to pre prepare patients before we see them so when they come in they're ready to go but even doing all these things you know we've come into this problem a dilemma that i can't find anybody to help me figure how to solve it <laughs> you know and I want to be reasonable. It's like when see people are like, oh, just hike up your prices. I'm like, well, I'm d- I also want to be an accessible person where, you know, I yeah. think our prices are very reasonable. You know, we're not on the highest end. We're not on the lowest end. You Do know, you I mind us asking like mommy makeover? Like, yeah, rough, rough. It, it can totally vary. Again, there's so many things like if you upgrade your gum, but it's probably anywhere from I'm the worst numbers. I'm not a finance guy. 15 <laughs> up to 30,000 plus, you know, so it okay. just totally depends, you know, okay. I mean, you is think, it was,
1: done in one surgery in one sitting?
2: Yeah. the Yeah. That was usually one surgery. Okay. Some people, we, we break it up for safety purposes, you know, or depending on age, I'll do it at the hospital. But yeah, I mean, I'm doing as many as I can as safe as I can. And it's, I just can't keep up, you know, and, gonna hired a surgeon, he came on. He's already he literally started three weeks ago. He's already booked through the end of the year. Wow. For, I mean until next year. I'm like, dude, like you're you're seeing more patients in your first three months than I saw in over a year and a half in my first practice, you know? Um, it
0: feels to me like you're still struggling with it. Like you're still coming to terms with like, yeah. like you feel bad i do that people have to wait that long i feel terrible
2: and people mess with me all the time and it's like can i get in and i'm like the next person so i tell my staff like nope nope like (laughs) like
0: the third door i want to like break down a scenario like okay donovan mitchell he shows up says yo yo my new girlfriend (laughs) like, <laughs> I got season tickets for you. She's on I'll the table. sign some She's jerseys. She's on the table next week. Like, is somebody getting pushed?
2: Well, have you heard the story of Kanye West when he went to, um, I think it was in LA. There's a chicken shop there, uh, Nashville Hot Chicken. Um, he went there. to get. He tried to button the line. They're like, nope, back of the line. Right. Did you hear about this? Yeah, Even I, Kanye West. I've heard of something like
0: And barbecue in Texas. Yep. Like, President Obama had oh, to wait in line. Oh, okay. Come on. Yeah. I mean. At Franklin. He's, he he's hardcore oh, Frank- like that.
2: that yeah. Yeah. So I try to be fair with everybody. I'm not like, right. you know,
0: but Donovan up. Mitchell, I mean, seats <laughs> I mean, like courtside seats. For so a year. I, I,
2: I try to separate it. Like if people message me and I just forward it to my office manager, my team and they take care of it. They have a great system. I don't and think
0: anybody and, would be mad about that. <laughs> I mean, it's Donovan Mitchell. It's like, I'll give you my Lambo. <laughs> just get wow. her in within the next three months.
2: I mean, I've had people say, I'll pay you three times as much money if I can get my surgery up. I'm like, look, like, Wow. Not doing that. Yeah. You know,
0: it's a slippery slope for sure. Yeah. I mean, you've got people willing to wait three years. Yeah. Uh, It's hard, but I think the Donovan Mitchell, I think they'd be okay (laughs) with that. It's like, it's not, it's three years and two days now. I'm (laughs) so sorry. You can come to one of the jazz games with me.
1: (laughs) I love it. it. Where did the sneaker love come from? Has that always been something as part of who you are? Now we're talking. So I, yo, thank you.
2: This is one of my favorite topics. Which by the way, Should I cannot closet door. Yeah. And show them the Oh, okay. We're gonna see this. I wore my mochus today, by the way. Yeah. So when I was younger, I always like the elevens, the Air Jordan elevens, the the Concorde's I love golf
0: shoe of all time. Oh
2: my gosh. Yes. I always wanted a pair, never had one. You know, my you know, my parents are they're, they're awesome and I probably could have got some I just never had them and so, when I got finally into my own practice, I was do- I did my own podcast when we first started Chit Chow Chitty. One of my good friends, Ron, and we were doing them. And I just like, you know what? Like, I'm going to buy a pair of shoes. And I like realized there's these apps like Goat and, you know, oh, StockX. Oh, slippery slope. Yeah. Oh, it's bad. <laughs> Became this addiction. <laughs> I
1: found a new one. It's awesome. What? Tr- Trade Wait, block. is it working? <sighs> it's working? Well, I mean, it's working from the sense that I'm like, getting. Like, have you got. I keep getting rejected. <laughs> oh,
2: okay. What is it? Trade pod? Trade
0: block. Oh, trade okay it's where you trade used shoes to like oh okay or, or si- new or new i'm sick of these i want those yeah oh cool let's make a deal
2: but yeah so it started about a year and a half ago and now i have a you know like 50 something pair in the last you know it's like my I stress shop, which sounds fun. I grew up with three <laughs> sisters, okay? So you gotta you gotta back take a step back. I grew up three You got, with some, three style, you got I, some you've got thanks. some game. Yeah, I, I worked in the mall and I, I worked at like the buckle and Mr. Rags. I mean Mr. Rags, like a hip hop oh, shop. Mr. Rags. So, you know, that's what with I The I grew Jinkos. Up that's right. yeah. Jinkos, baby. <laughs> Jinkos, Sean John, you know. I love all it. that stuff. Uh, but yeah that's where it started and it just became this crazy my wife's like you got to stop this man like it's, it's our my wife says the same thing
0: shoes have been kind of an issue <laughs> i got cut off last month
1: oh did you really yeah Jonah's like hey house like i'm building coming. you a house like you got no more shoes i was like okay so yours are the jordan
0: 11 so how many jordan 11s do you have now
2: i,
1: I think I'm like four of them i have some
2: the bread lows, like highs. yeah I have some lows yeah I have some lows the highs
0: I want the Concord golf shoes, but they're like eleven hundred. Oh yeah, I've looked into those. I need some golf shoes. So it's I was ridiculous. like, Oof. It is seriously the best golf. So I drew out for the grays, the cool yeah. gray. Oh yeah, Jordan Eleven yeah. golf shoes, and I—that's all I'll wear. Like I it got is the best. Watch that haven't left the
2: box yet. Ooh. But
0: see, that's the thing. Like it is the most comfortable. It's literally the yeah. best golf shoe I've ever had. Yeah, but Does I, have I that can't get another fiber. pair for five hundred
2: bucks. Oh my gosh! Like it's—that's crazy. Yeah. They're amazing shoes. They really are. I mean, just all around it too. Just I don't know the yeah, excitement of maybe getting one and threes. You're a yeah. three fan. Let's see. Oh yeah, love those ones.
0: Oh, I love threes. They're just wide, aren't you? What are you? I like. Yeah. You're. Are you fours? Fours or fives? Fours. Three four eleven. Yeah, three, I'm like a one 11, four fine.
2: one four eleven. <laughs> no I like meds. the fours. See. I I Oh, the PSG. So they have the Paris Saint Germain's. have. The I fours. wore those I yesterday. Lo- you did oh. the PSG
0: fours. I love them. Oh, I love those. Let's celebrate Messi! Yeah, uh, coming over <laughs> to love the Qatar. It. Qatar yeah. owned <laughs> limitless money <laughs> exactly. soccer club. That is crazy. Yeah. Did you read about that? Uh-huh. Were you the one telling me about the cryptocurrency? Uh-huh. He took his. He had, he got a welcome gift of thirty million. What in And crypto? he wanted like seventy or eighty oh. percent of it in crypto. <laughs> crazy whoa that guy's making so yes. much money
2: yeah dang so what psg ones did you get the the burgundy ones the psg force that's, what I, got. that's what I was those. wearing yesterday love them they're so and the leather so nice. Thought. yes oh,
1: one of my favorite yes. pairs <laughs> so are there i pl- wish i had those on today <laughs> dang it. are there plans then to bring in more doctors is that the idea to expand that I, way? I do and have... And is that hard because yeah. then like your reputation is in someone else's hands? Ooh, that'd be yeah. Tough.
2: It is, you know, so a lot of patients, it's like, I trust you to see Dr. Garlick because you trust him, yeah. you know, so it is. And I don't even know those people that trust me, you know, they just trust me based off of, you know, my social media and stuff. And so it is, I feel like it is a big responsibility, but I really do trust him. So yeah, definitely being very... I've been very uh, picky about it, but I've actually known Dr. Garlic for over 10 years from what back in med name. school. Garlic. Yeah. So easy
0: to remember. Yeah. Dr. Garlic. I
2: don't know. I can say Chittister. that's why I say Chitty. Cause like, they can't even spell it. Say it. Right. You know? <laughs> it's a little tough. I, when I was in uh, residency, so, you know, I'd get calls from nurses and things. And they'd write my name on the chart and I had like over 50 misspellings of my last name. So I created this hashtag. <laughs> it's called how many ways to misspell Chittister or Mr. Or spell Chittister. My favorite is Terry Tiddler. So, instead of Jerry Chittister, they put Terry Tiddler what? as my name in the operative note. Yeah, because, you know, the doctor dictated it, and they put my name. And I'm like, that sounds like my stage name for like, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> I'm like, that's just weird. Thunder from death. under name. <laughs> Terry Tiddler.
0: Welcome to the stage. That's my favorite one. <laughs> Terry Tiddler. <laughs> See? Yeah. <laughs> Terry Tigger Tiddler. <laughs> Oh, Tigger bounces around on his tail? Yeah. You know what I'm getting at. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I should have disclosed that I realized. Big mistake. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh. So it sounds like you got some fun stuff coming, though. We you're do. You're announcing pretty soon. Yes, some huge stuff. So it's one of
2: these things. I'm the worst. secret. It's not a secret. It's just that it's timing. Sure. Because there's a lot of legal things, business, you Total. know things. And so as much as I'd love to tell you guys some stuff, it's coming. So big plans, be on the lookout. Huge. Like when, like, so over the next year, there's going to be some huge stuff. So it's going to be starting this Saturday. We're doing this um, live event. I think we have like over 750 people registered for it. It's a virtual event. Oh wow. So I'm doing that. We're going to stream it, you know, through a service. So they get an email and register, but we're going to start talking about this. And then over the, and then about two months, we're doing an in-person event and then at the beginning of the year, another event, and then kind of think of it as like the Apple events, you know, like unveil, like the yeah. iPhone, you know, not that we're going that, but you know, we want to build up some kind of momentum. Build some, build so. some hype before yeah. you have to pull it out. Yeah. Are these like products that you created? Are these like? Yes, one of them is a, as a is a product. Um, some other products. So I, I do have a bra line coming out for post-op bra. You know, it was one of the things I, it's always that like you look, is it, where is there a deficiency somewhere, right? And how can you address it? And I think that's part of the entrepreneurial thoughts. Like, okay, what what's missing in this, right. you know, this production line or chain or whatever you want to call it. So a bra, like a good bra for women was missing. So,
0: so I was so going to ask yeah. you about the
2: so me. Is yeah. So
0: me? Is that what you call it. Yeah. So, so
2: me bra. Yeah. Like,
0: cause it says like, like this, Somi breast augmentation mm. says it's something that you came up with.
2: Yeah, so the Somi, so I trademarked the Somi. So me. Somi so me is like two meanings, right? So Somi is social media, right? And then Somi is kind of like the, infer for like Somi, this is customized right, to me. So it's right. a du- dual meaning. My wife actually came with that because that's kind patients, of brilliant. Yeah, she, she's so smart. So I heard and trademarked that, and then I announced it after I had it all. I didn't want to announce it too soon. For sure. But the Somi is uh, essentially customizing a breast augmentation to give women that fullness up top. The, the cleavage lines and then the long-term support. So a lot of women you'll see on Instagram is like, oh, I got my implants. And then they won't show it after three months because the implants drop. They're out to the sides. They don't look good the without a bra. Graphic boobs. Yeah. So kind of the opposite of what they wanted, right? And <laughs> but, so the Somi right? was like, to maintain what? that. He's like,
0: huh? Just the
2: ones that are, no. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like that. <laughs> but the bra is also called the Somi bra. And that's, it's a supportive bra for that. So that's kind of the first of, Anything. So the clothing, we have some other. So you get merch the money coming. for the
0: surgery, and then they buy the bra. That's. I see this. This is good. This is smart. Yeah,
2: but you're solving
0: a problem too.
2: Yeah, and the other problem is too. I'm paying you know some company in China a ton of money for these bras that I don't patients don't even love. You know, and right. I'm paying a lot of money. Where I'm like, well, let's make our own. For sure. And you know, I give bras that people like and do it ourselves. So, so smart. It's yeah, always and it
0: seems so simple. But yeah. it's like. You have to think a certain way to yeah. do it because plastic surgeon, I'm sure, you know, it's generally like, let's get the surgery done, then it's done. Yeah. But you kind of seem to care about the before, yeah. the during, and the after, which is pretty cool.
2: Yeah. had a lot of patients that would come to me, you know, they had implants before somewhere else. And they said, it's such a common theme. It's like, I never met my surgeon until the morning of surgery. Wow. He walked in, he marked my breast, didn't even talk to me and walked out of the room i had my surgery never saw him again that's like crazy in my mind you there's no patient doctor patient relationship that's not you might as well be a technician and you just line people up on the bed and you just do surgery all day right like especially
0: with this this is kind yeah. of personal ah, like, you know what i mean yeah. like yeah totally even it still has to be hard for people like all right i'm gonna take all my clothes off and this dude's yeah, gonna yeah. draw on me it's yeah. like make him feel a little comfortable for hell's yes, sakes
2: exactly and so that was always like, I would never do that. And I think a part of the reason why the wait's long too, is I don't want to sacrifice, you know, um, quality for quantity. Like that's not sure. my goal. And so, you know, if, if you don't to wait, that's fine. You can go somewhere else. And then people being like messaging me, I just had surgery a month ago somewhere else. I need to come see you. I'm like, no, like talk to your surgeon, you know, but you know, not that there's regret on other people too, but like, I really think it's about the experience, you know? And then, you know, I'm not, I tell people all the time, I'm not a perfect surgeon. I'm not a magician. I'm a plastic surgeon. I'm board certified. You know, I do what's safest for you. And I try to get you the result that you're wanting. But my whole goal is if I can spend enough time with you, talk with you, figure out what your goals are, and make sure I can achieve that for you, I think that's where patients can be the happiest. Because... Even if it's not exactly like, you know, things happen in surgery, people of have complications stuff, but if you're with them and you show them that you care and you're willing to get them through that to the end, like that's what matters to me the most and still great, have a great result, but stuff happens, you know? Right. And so. So how often
0: do you deal with you having to like talk somebody out of a look that they want? Mm -hmm. I saw a post the other day, like of a before and after, and it was on Twitter, I think. And somebody said, like somebody should be celebrating this plastic surgeon because he is—he's taking their natural features at this mm-hmm. age and just making it look better instead yeah. of trying to make a fifty-year-old look like a teenager. Exactly. And then they look like like cheetahs or yeah, like they just have that like yeah. I remember we need to get him and Skin Boss together. I think they would do some like awesome oh, collabs. Awesome. Yeah. Have you heard of her, Lisa? Yeah, she, she, she was spent, just on, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, I saw yeah. that. Yeah, like you two would get along so that'd be awesome. good, but. You know, she kind of, I remember us talking about her mentor who this Jan Marini, mm. she is like, she's like the boss with mm-hmm. anti-aging, Cool, but she has like freaky facelift plastic surgery. Like <laughs> I was like, yeah, well, of course cool. she thinks she looks like yeah. it's freaky, but yeah. I don't, I don't get like, so is there ever a
2: point where you're like, I won't do that? Oh Yeah. Because you've got kind of a signature and a reputation too, right? Yeah, exactly. And and I'll tell people, and and it's both ways. Some people want to do something that's maybe (laughs) not like, yeah, in the same vibe as what I'm vibing. Or also (laughs) the other way, we're like, I think you need to do this because if we don't do that part of it, you can't just do halfway. Like, that's going to look terrible too, you know? Right. I'm not a salesman. I'm trying to upsell people, but I want to make sure that you know, like if we're going to do something, let's say to your breast, we need to make it look proportionate and in harmony with your body so it's not, like you said, so those three rolls strange. underneath. Yeah. It's like, you yeah. know want
0: Those things to stand out a little bit. Yeah. Your rolls can't stick out further than <laughs> yeah. your boobs. So yeah. we're going to do a little lipo at the same time.
2: Yeah, exactly. That would be hard. Yeah. Cause people would be like, and I, at first I would never say things, but then I realize people like come back and like, you know, I wish I would have done this. I'm like, eh. so uh, you know, I'll tell people like, you know, it's common. Sometimes we'll lipo around the breast here. Right. It's up to you. If you want to do that, I think it would give you this look, but if not, it's fine, but at least they're informed right? it's not a to me it's not again like not a sales pitch it's not like you, ever you have to do this to like
0: prove to them that you did like no i told you that you should have done this now you have to wait three years for me to kind of like <laughs> tighten well it we up. do
2: doc Yeah, i document everything you know as a medical record i say right. this is what we recommended and then okay. we can always look back yeah and then we you know we get photos before us and afters and that's not just for your medical record but for them to see you know because I, I see this thing also it's like almost like this a little bit of an amnesia they forget what they how they looked and functioned before surgery huh and then they'll say, "Oh, I, I, maybe I have this area," and you were like, "Oh, well, you actually had that before. You know, that's kind of your natural, you know, shape or whatever." And not that I'm trying to point things out, but also just remind them, like, "Yeah, like you've come, look how awesome this has been for you. You've come such a, f- a long way," and and it's it's good to have a reminder, I think. But you know, because you also see people sometimes, it's like it becomes this thing where it's almost like, "What else can I do?" You know, it's almost like it's a spark.
0: I've heard that, like, uh-huh. it's like tattoos, like you mm-hmm. get. You get one thing done and then it opens up, you know, like, well, now I want to do this. This is great. I want to do this. But again, like, yeah, now they have to hop back in line.
2: Yeah. And then I say, look, no, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> yeah, sorry. No, right. You're done. You know, I, I'll, I'll say that, you know, it's like,
0: no. I'm and how do, do they respond generally? Cause I'm sure that happens quite a bit. Yeah. It's positive. So you go, people want to, they have this idea of like, this is what I want to look like. And you're like, no. um, I'm not Jesus. Like yeah. I can't yeah, exactly. I can't work miracles. Yeah, like, I exactly. Can't, like your facial structure, whatever <laughs> yeah. it may be. Yeah, that's got to be kind of hard. Like you don't want to hurt their it feelings, oh, but yeah. you're yeah. probably kind of good at that now. That well, and you have Great a very feelings. like no no no, 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 no. I'm like just <laughs> like letting people down easy. Like you have yeah. a very like
1: like calming person, a very
0: sweet demeanor. Mm-hmm. Like uh, so, I'm sure you're very good at you know not saying in a way that offends them, but that's got to be kind of a sticky situation sometimes. It
2: is just navigating. The, yeah. And, and I think, you know, as long as in my mind, it's always like, Hey, okay, what do what I think is best for the patient in terms of safety? And because right. I'll tell them like, yeah, you can do that, but this is what's going to happen. You know, or at least this is what in my hands, what would happen? You might get this scar or this might happen. And it may go down a route that you're not going to like, you know? And so I right. try to, because sometimes you don't think of those things like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. If I, if I go out there, this is going to happen, you know? So just kind of being like, Hey, it helps a lot. So do you have a surgery or I've
0: always wondered this with surgeons? Like, Mm -hmm. do you think back to like, there was one where you, you were just like on your game. Like I am super proud of this one. I mean, obviously you can't
2: say who it is. Well, I no, I can disclose this one because this is totally public. And my, it's my wife actually. Really? I did my wife's mommy makeover. She's nine weeks post-surgery now. Um, for a long time, I struggled with this for one because I was like, for one, I thought is this is unethical. When I started looking into it, and it, it's not. Well, what <laughs> do you mean plat- unethical? What do you mean? Well, by I'm that? like, is this an eth- unethical thing to do on my wife? Shouldn't somebody else be doing this? And looked into it and more. I talked like uh, all these posters of opera and all their wives. You know, I'm like, okay, so that's so you think problem. it's
0: unethical because you're her husband?
2: Yeah, I think I that was that's that. the mentality of it. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, See, I would like, think
0: it's like no one else can touch my wife. Like, I want to oh. do
2: this. Yeah no so I was like the opposite I'm like look, and I referred her to somebody else she's like no what? like she's like I'm your <laughs> like biggest I'm fan yeah, you're she's doing like, yeah journey. you're my boss yeah. but you know she's like I'm your biggest fan like I don't want to go anywhere else. I love your work and you know I would cool. say okay like I told her like let's say you wanted a rhinoplasty I do those you know like nose nose jobs but i said, look there I would refer you else somewhere else cuz that's I do them but I don't do 400 a year like I do mommy makeovers right. or whatever you know like that's what I do so I felt okay at least this is what I do a lot of probably more than a lot of other people. I'm comfortable with that, but it was more of like, what if something goes wrong? Am I going to make the right medical decision for her? Am I going to have clouded judgment? What if she hates you after like screwed it up? Yeah. Well then I, so I try to find every excuse. I said, well, you know, what if you get a blood clot or something? She's like, well, if I go somewhere else, that's going to happen to me. And then you're going to blame yourself that you didn't do it and maybe prevented that. You know, good argument. But, uh, she's like thought of everything. So I'm like <laughs> fine. So she kind of knows her, you. See, she does. Like junior high sweetheart. So after three years, you know, she she put herself on my schedule. She waited like everybody else. She booked a consult. Shut up. She yes, wait, what? She did. That's what I'm saying. Kanye that's West. Bull crap. Well, I know. She she's did it. The CEO. <laughs> Come God. on. And then she booked her surgery. You know, after that point. Um, but so I did her surgery nine weeks ago. And I would say that was, and I told her this, because a lot of people say, oh, they they love the belly buns that I do, whatever. I told her, I've been trying to perfect, in my mind, the shape of belly bun that I think works for people for her surgery. Because I knew someday she'd probably convince me. So I've just been constantly doing it. And I felt like for her, I was on my game. Belly bun looks awesome. Scar looks great. She looks awesome. I'm happy for her. But again, just to see the confidence that she has in that, you know, it's... Yeah, it's really rewarding for me, I think, and, and for her to see. She put the effort in. You know, she she did the she did everything. You know, as a patient would do. And that's why I think I realized like, she's serious about this. She's not just walking in and being like, "Hey, do my surgery." You know, I'm gonna jump in front of the line. I'm gonna do what she I want. Jump in front of the line. I,
0: you're not changing my mind on that one. <laughs> but it's there so are cool. perks to being a CEO. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not waiting in line for barbecue. <laughs> that's true. Like you're gonna stop and make mine if I'm hungry. <laughs> but okay, that's different, I guess. But. I mean, but it's also cool in the sense that to be able to sit in front of a client Mm -hmm. and say like, this is something I would do on my own wife, right? That's kind of cool too.
2: That's, and that's what I told my wife. So people ask me, well, was it hard? Were you nervous? And I said, you know, my mentality has been since the beginning that I would operate on every patient like they were my wife in the sense that I would treat them. That's my wife on the table. So when it came down to it, you know, nine weeks ago, I'm like, I've already been doing this for several years this is how i've done it so i didn't do anything different it's the exact same you know i didn't treat her any differently i did it and
0: were you scared of like making recommendations like oh you think i'm fat you think i'm ugly
2: (laughs) yeah i mean (laughs) again it's like it's a a, it's a a thing where you have to be careful (laughs) right yeah so i just said look i think this is what works for you and you know you can decide how come i have double
0: d's honey i did not ask for
2: this (laughs) That's actually a common thing I get. So, well, not common, but it happens, right? A spouse or someone will come in with a, with a woman and and the guy will be like, yeah, go bigger, go bigger. And I look at the guy and I will grab two, because we have all these implants in the right, office. Right. I will grab the biggest two implants. The gummy like, okay. bears or the normal ones? Yeah, the gummy bears. Oh, yeah. And I'll put them on the guy's chest. And I'll say, okay, sir, you're going to go home for six weeks. You're going to wear a bra and you're going to wear these implants. Yes. If these <laughs> are not too heavy for you, then your wife can do this surgery. <laughs> that is so but smart. You do not have a say in this. Should have we call it the bro. Like yeah. remember from <laughs> yes, Seinfeld. <laughs> yeah. He walks in Kramer and his dad or something. Like put there. this it's on so for the next hour and you tell me if you yeah. still want your wife to have these. That makes them just be like Oh, bro. that is okay. hilarious. So, you know, in the end it's it's their body. I don't care who's funding it, like she has the say. you, you know. Oh yeah. So you know. Well and I, I kind of feel like
0: the huge boob thing is kind of past. Yeah. Although now they want the butts. Yeah. Are you doing it's that? It's a
2: balance. Yeah, we do a lot of Brazilian butt lifts. Really? Those are fun. Are Brazilian butt lifts
0: like your butt cheeks are four times the size as they are now no, and I, lifted? I, 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 don't <laughs> I, don't,
2: I don't do that. I don't do the extreme. There <laughs> the are some Kardashian people butts? Do, Yeah. Those are plastic surgery butts, right? I would say yes. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, there's no be. natural. But, you, you know, Brazilian butts take fat from somewhere, put it in the buttock. Or there's like injections of this material that grows collagen. It's called Sculptra. So there's different oh, ways to do it. But it that's, grows collagen? hmm It stimulates collagen growth. Yeah, but that's that super expensive. Wow. Yeah, they do it in the face too, actually. Like Does cheeks, the cool sculpting temples.
1: stuff actually work? The what stuff? Hmm. So it's a big yeah. trade on like, like, like medical the spas. They'll like do yeah. cool sculpting instead of... Um, I think...
2: I, I tell patients there's Light a spectrum. Bulb? Yeah. So there's a spectrum of everything, right? You can get like the most extreme result if you do surgery. You could do liposuction which is kind of the middle of the road or you can do something non-invasive What's difference less lipone
1: surgery like, like what well would you i would do say like a tummy tuck
2: so let's say taking okay. out cutting out tissue versus maybe just liposuctioning the tummy right to get a better contour okay maybe not be as tight or flat right um or cool sculpting which is a top you, know, you put a probe on top kind of freeze the fat from the top um not invasive right you can go into your lunch break do it yeah um but your results right? It's going to be, it's a lot less because it takes more time and maybe more inefficient economically for you. So I try to give everybody the option. Sometimes it's a great option for people, but if there's a certain look they want, I got to tell them how we can get that. And so cool sculpting can be that or can't be. So do you think, do you have
0: people on your waiting list that like, what if in three years, like small butts are back in, can they like, can they change what they want? Oh yeah. Yeah. So they can change and not lose their spot.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. They, they got the spot. They're good. He's like,
0: oh, oh man, that'd be stressful sweat for a second. <laughs> like big butts aren't in anymore. I'm like, well, that's what you're on the waiting list for. So I'm sorry. Yeah,
2: they can come in for whatever. <laughs> <laughs> is there, do you foresee,
0: you know, I, maybe this is, maybe this is a dumb question, but do you pay attention to the trends and what is in and out? Because, you know, with plastic surgery now, there's not a whole lot you guys can't mm-hmm. do. hmm is it important for you as a plastic surgeon? To kind of keep up on what's like totally. trending body wise.
2: Yeah. So I would say what I see here, and I've seen this in the, even the last three years change. Um, you mentioned implants. You know, I see right. a lot of women wanting to downsize, but they want kind of everything. Meaning, they want them high. Yeah. They want them smaller, and they want them without a bra lifted. Right. So that's why I came up with the SOMI because that was the look that I was seeing, and so I don't you know, know full cleavage, smaller. Yeah. That would suck. I don't know, could you imagine all the time? So the internal bra helps But yeah So I see that In breasts Where it's probably It's smaller But perkier And you know Tighter And so you know Like a lot of yeah, old days bunny. It's just doing quick breast augmentations And now it's more Used to be big boobs
0: Small butts Now it's smaller boobs Yeah
2: Huge butts Yeah I would say that The, the butt thing Is still definitely a thing right. But maybe not as as large Kind of more Natural but full You know Kind of more Proportionate curves you That's know? a great pun By the way <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> no this but it's funny like you don't ever think about this stuff that's why this is so kind of mm-hmm. fascinating because we do have a probably what 80 85 percent women mm. are our listeners oh cool and it's like you know everyone's thought about it but there's so many there's so much more to it than you think yeah and there does have to be a big like mental how many people are like i would love it but i there's no way But then you hear this and think like, Mm -hmm. no, this is way more accessible and it's okay. Yeah. Right. So I think this is kind of cool.
2: And and that's cool. I appreciate you guys for bringing me on because that was kind of my main thing is like, you know, kind of eliminating, not eliminating the stigmas, but at least understanding them more and why it's there. And you still make your own decision. You know, the end of the day, this is all elective. It's like, I can walk into a car dealership and buy a car if I want to. You can walk into a plasterer's office and have plaster if you want to, but no one's gonna force you to buy a car or have right. plastic surgery. But I think if you understand it better and make a more informed decision, you can figure out what car you like or you know if you actually want plastic surgery, so. I like the car reference,
0: because a lot of times we buy a car, like Clint Eastwood, you are what you drive, mm. right? Like a lot of times that is a very defining characteristic Mm of like you want to drive something that makes you happy, makes you confident. Mm -hmm. It really is no different. Yeah.
2: And I think plastic surgery is a reflection. And I I had two patients today just say, I want my outward appearance, my body, to match my inward kind of mentality, you know? So a lot of women, and I tell, this is, it's the coolest thing. So a woman comes in for a consult. They have this hanging skin and it's this scarred fat. I say, you know, and they're working their butts off. They're with their right. spouse, and like, I'm dieting, I'm exercising, and there's just this pooch. I can't get rid of it. And I say, okay. This, you know, you got stretch marks on your, your skin. That's those are that's scar tissue. You can't exercise away stretch marks, you know. It's all of right. a sudden they're gone because you did a diet or exercise. I'm like, the fat underneath that scar- that stretch mark is also scarred fat. And then it's just this light bulb comes on. I'm like, you're not going to be able to exercise that particular fat away. It's stubborn. Right. And then when I check their muscle separation, I have not lay down and I check it. And I say, you know, you, you have a two inch muscle separation, you know. And their eyes are just like, Whoa, like I knew it. And they'll look at their spouse and say, I knew it, you know, and because they just they can't sit up, they can't do a crunch, they can't do basic things, you know. And it's like just this it's not I wouldn't say validation, because you know it's there, but it just kind of acknowledges to them and their spouse, like, yeah, like I can do this because it will help my body, you know. Totally. There's more than just the cosmetic side. Which if it's just a cosmetic, who gives a crap? Like mm-hmm. yeah, it's gonna you make you happy, too. like yeah.
0: it's okay. But totally. you're right. I'm sure for some people Yep. For whatever reason, like hearing that there's something that it can improve, like mm-hmm. function, medical, whatever, that's got to help. It does. So, so cool. I've got questions for days.
1: I know. <laughs> this has been fascinating. Thank you so much for coming down. Yeah. Thank you. you right, do up. you want to
0: be done? We haven't even gotten to like, you know we talked about gummy bear boobs. That's all I want to <laughs> talk about. <laughs> Those are awesome. So I, I wasn't going to ask about. I read about them on the website like while we're talking about
2: like, gummy bear
0: implant. What the crap is this?
2: So I have all these implants I've cut in half in the office, uh-huh. um, and I show people that because I have them in this like little clear box. Right. And I used to let them open it, but then every guy wanted to grab it. Oh, you know, it's geez. a little sticky. But if you look at, it, I've cut them, and they've been sitting in these boxes for like almost two years and they don't move and i tell them look it looks like if you bite into a gummy bear it's like kind of that shiny appearance yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what these implants look like because they're the it's like a cohesive gel right they fill them with this crossing silicone and it doesn't go anywhere so if the shell cracked it's not like it's traveling through your body it's just its own thing it's just a solid yeah solid but it keeps its shape better it definitely feels natural very durable you know but you know very I, i'm not what here mean? It's like if you're wakeboarding, you yeah. Fall really so I have hard. some you're TikTok, good. yeah. I have some TikToks where I was like <laughs> stepping on these things, stretching. Let me them. come step on. let yeah. <laughs> yeah. really
0: for durability. Oh, brought one. Dang it! That would have been
2: awesome. These are I'm bam gonna give bam
0: proof. <laughs> <and> <laughs> yes. I'm
2: going to bring you guys to a plunging keep here.
0: You know how Yeti? Yeah. You know how Yeti did the grizzly proof? Yeah. Like they threw a Yeti cooler out to a grizzly yeah. bear and just said, "Go to town. I will be." <laughs> Your grizzly bear. I'm gonna. I'm gonna I bring you
2: some.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna. But if it. my wife wants black surgery, I want it one year shaved off the line. <laughs> okay. That's it. That's it. That's the only compensation <laughs> I want. <laughs> That's. I'm just kidding. <laughs> that sounds reasonable. <laughs> <laughs> I knew but it. It's not up to I me. I found the third door. I gotta <laughs> talk to the CEO. Dang it, she didn't. Yeah, I gotta cut. talk to the She's boss. She's not gonna let me cut. <laughs> wow, what a blast! All right, well, we need to get together, talk shoes. Heck yeah. I'll bring my favorite threes. Okay. And I'll use those to step on. the gummy bear boobs you'll be fine
1: we should we should have like a sneak show that'd be fun i really
0: would love we should come i'll bring food okay we'll feed your staff i
2: love it let's do it and we'll we'll make a funny video so where can everyone find you so on instagram it's dr chitty c-h-i-d-d-y same thing on tiktok dr chitty dr pretty much dr chitty everywhere just to keep it easy
0: you're told do you have an agent yet do you have like and i'm not joking like no is it getting to the point where like like, have you thought of that? Because that's going to happen. Like, you're getting invited to speak at things. Yeah. I could totally see, like, because like you said, in your industry, mm-hmm. this is rare. Like, the accessibility mm-hmm. that you get mm-hmm. and your fun, like the dancing's awesome. Like, this is totally like a Good Morning America situation. <laughs> I could totally I, see that happening.
2: I was, so, I'm on imdb.com. I, like... I was in a movie really? recently. Yes, I'm. I'm in a horror movie. Shut up. Yeah. Is that why you were getting all
1: this stuff on just a couple of weeks yes, ago? What? Yes.
2: Yeah. So, See, uh, some, I'm smart. Some people that I know. Yeah. Um. They're filming this horror film. It's actually a really cool concept. But we're out at the asylum in Tooele. That uh-huh, place right. is it's crazy, creepy, yeah. scary.
0: I've never gone to that one. And it looks a little scary. Oh, dude,
2: it's so scary. I'd never been there until then. And but the director he texts me and he's like, hey. I wrote a part for you in this movie. It's for you. I'm like, how do I say no? But I've always wanted to be a movie. I told my wife. She's like, you're going to be in a horror movie? I'm like, I'm exploring a different side of my personality. Like, it is not me. Trust me. Like, you don't say anything horror on my TikTok. But it really was. like Scott Paul again
0: with his wigs. Yeah. (laughs) There
2: you go. Yeah, but I was like, he's like Jim Carrey, you know? He's like, you know, sunshine for the trail of mine. Like, there's like a different side to him. He's like, Stranger Than yeah, Fiction. See? Yeah, yeah.
0: I love that movie.
2: I, so, I'm like, I'm gonna try this. It was so fun. They were, It was so cool to be, like, I've always wanted to be in that scenario. I loved oh, it. Oh, cool. It was so fun to be on set, and like, they're so I mean, they're amazing. The red cameras and everything going on, and they're so nice. And I just, you know, I don't have me speaking. I walked out, I'm in the movie, like, i'm listed as an actor in it i'm like yes no that, way oh. so it was fun when does it fun. come out i think next year so they they did a seed and spark funding for it and i think they've already got it so uh-huh. it'll it'll probably go through full production so hopefully early next and year And where
0: was this connection from this was just a friend or yeah
2: or? it's like through uh, mutual friends it all started so my mom has a restaurant and it's sandy right and they call me one day last right before COVID. um the the my friend and she's like hey um our scene for a restaurant fell through can we use your mom's restaurants on a sunday and i called my mom she's like yeah sure so i showed up i met them we did a TikTok, and they're like the guy's like director's like dude i like you i want to i want to put you in one of my movies so that was like a year ago right and it's like whatever and then he called me a few weeks ago i'm like okay oh, let's do this cool.
0: <laughs> what a fun. blast yeah it was cool let's but no agent one. Well, you, yeah, no way. You'll need one, so get your. I would tell the CEO to start keeping your eyes peeled. Well, thanks for coming. This was awesome. Thank you. You guys are awesome.